Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to our number two of the early line. We are live right here on SportsCrit on a Friday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh joined by Donnie Wrightside. So much for us to get to here in this hour. We have to preview the NFL preseason games that are to come, the Major League Baseball board, some win totals that I feel like Donnie and I might have some split opinions on. But where I want to start this thing off is with some NFL news and notes, and specifically in Jacksonville. Because Urban Meyer will not name Trevor Lawrence his starting quarterback. And Donnie told a tale last night on In Play Sports Tonight about how Urban Meyer once approached a QB battle at Ohio State that took this story from coach speak respect to Gardner Minshew to this guy might be out of his mind. Donnie, how do we feel right now about Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew and maybe what we've seen Urban Meyer do before at Ohio State? Yeah, it's it's very interesting, and, and it's a lot of, you know, I was like say like a high school Harry. Like you see a Joe Judge, you know, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to run laps. You know, these guys are million-dollar athletes. It's the same thing with the pros that you're looking forward to. Now, he does have, I guess, time on his side, a brand-new head coach in Jacksonville. He's making big money. He's not going anywhere for at least a couple years unless he decides to go somewhere else. But when you take a look at that college feel and that college atmosphere where it's like um, – you know, we don't really know who our starter is because I want the competition to go through. I don't want this guy getting too comfortable over here, and I'm going to name him starter on you know, August 1st. And no matter what he does in practice, I said he was the starter, so he's going to be our starter game one and well off into the season. But there is a tale where, you know, before the opening game a couple years back, it's probably going back at least five years here, where nobody knew who the starting quarterback of the Ohio State football program was until kickoff when Urban Meyer had both quarterbacks sit next to him. And once the kickoff happened, he tapped the guy on the shoulder. You are the starter for the regular season imagine that in the pros in the nfl but here's the issue i have kevin and it's not so much that saying hey we love competition right competition makes everybody better i do fundamentally believe that but the simple fact is you are a horrendous football team Gardner Minshew has been on that football team before. They won one game. He was benched multiple times last year. So now you're going to say the reason we tanked for a generational talent here overall in Trevor Lawrence so he can lead our football team out of the doldrums, you know, division championships, conference championships, NFL championships is because you got this kid. The simple fact, he's the number one overall pick. He's making big money. He is the star of your franchise. But I'm led to believe that he's not good enough yet from what you see to beat out Gardner Minshew. So we joked about it yesterday, Kevin. I'm going to say the same thing here on the air. If I am a beat reporter in the room and they call on Donnie Wrightside, next question for Coach Urban Meyer, what do you have to say? Hey, Coach, so are you having second thoughts that maybe you shouldn't have taken Trevor Lawrence number one overall if he can't beat out a journeyman backup quarterback? That's my first question, Kevin, out of my mouth to see what Urban Meyer has to say about that. I am sure you would immediately be kicked out of the room and it would make for absolute tremendous audio and video as well. It's so interesting to me because Urban Meyer and how this whole NFL experience is going to work is fascinating. See, the, ja- the story around the Jaguars is 
Trevor Lawrence, because we've been waiting for Trevor Lawrence to get to the NFL since he won the national championship at Clemson. Some would maybe even tell you since he was in high school, just being absolutely dominant. But also, Urban Meyer's a massive storyline here. We'll bring the radio audience into the fold. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us and listening to us on the Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204, the Mightier 1090, all the radio affiliates out there. Friday morning action, Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wrightside, talking about the Jaguars, talking about Urban Meyer, talking about Trevor Lawrence. And, like, he's one of those coaches that, like, hey, how's Urban going to do in the NFL? What are the expectations for Urban Meyer? And here's the one thing I do know. The guy's won at every place he's ever been at. And... There's something to that. A little bit easier to do probably at the collegiate level than the NFL level, Donnie. But th- that's the th- like this Jags team is going to be a relevant storyline wire to wire, not only as long as their quarterback is Trevor Lawrence, but as long as their coach is Urban Meyer. You're correct. And I do think also when you're looking at a competition side of it, as I said, co- competition is good for everybody. But Gardner Minshew is going to be a very fine, you know, backup quarterback. And if Gardner Minshew plays his, you know, cards correctly and Trevor Lawrence is good, he can have a job, Kevin, in the NFL for the next 10 years just by being a backup quarterback and making great money. I just don't understand the charade of it all. When the face of my franchise, so I'm the owner, Shad Khan, down there in Jacksonville, I'm saying, hey, this guy is the face of every poster, the face of every season ticket. We're moving merchandise here. Why aren't you naming him the starting quarterback? Because not, he, he doesn't need the confidence, right? Trevor Lawrence, you see what he did at Clemson and probably throughout his high school career as well. He doesn't need pats on the back like, hey, kid, I think you're going to be pretty good in this league or I think you're going to have a good season. He knows it. That's why he went number one overall. It's just odd where he is the face of your franchise. He is a dominant quarterback presence. He's probably going to be a really good football player right off the bat. But we're not hearing a lot out of it because Urban Meyer is still in that collegiate level. Like, I don't want to give this guy a big head. Urban, he's already got a big head. Look what he did in college. He dominated national championships, you know, Heisman Award, you know, ceremonies. This kid has done it all. Just say he's the starter. It's not that big of a deal, Kevin. Is it a big deal to say he's a starter? Would you lose him? If you say he's a starter now, he's not going to work hard the next three weeks before game one. I just don't see what's going on down there. Maybe Gardner Minshew will throw a massive tantrum, Don. I mean, we don't know what Gardner Minshew is going to do. Also, <laughs> I mean, if you're the cons, what you really do is you have Trevor Lawrence and Orange Cassidy do a nice promo video together. That's, wow. And you, you, just, you just get involved. Now, that's, now those are some million-dollar ideas. The Jags are two-and-a-half-point favorites the in their opener. Huge pot. Listen, the crowd go that. Oh, man. I mean, you got to love the action there. You got to love the action. Rampage is tonight. Let me not. Let me not. Listen, we're coming back. We're talking college. Football win totals here. Cincinnati, Notre Dame. Let's get after it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sirius XM.
All right, we are back right here on the early line. Take it or leave it. College football win totals continue here. And I wanted to go to some of those top teams that are not in the Power 5 conferences. Coastal and Louisiana would have fit this description as well. Neither one of those teams have win totals. Here's what we do have. We have Notre Dame and we have Cincinnati, who actually will be playing each other this season. I want to start with the Bearcats. A total of 10 for this team here, which is considerable. A trip to Notre Dame on the schedule, a trip to Indiana on the schedule. Desmond Ritter back. This team has legitimate expectations. Could they flirt with the college football playoff? It all starts with the win total here, Donnie. Take it or leave it over. 10 wins for Cincinnati. It's such a great number here. It really is. And it, it technically, I want to say I want to leave this on the table. And it's not the case because I don't think they can win 10 games. But obviously, winning 10 games, Kevin, what's the common denominator? you got to win 11 to cash in that ticket. So are we looking mm-hmm. to push on this number as a best-case scenario? Because in the past, you would normally look at schedules and say, okay, you go right down the list. They should do some damage. But no longer is Indiana one of those teams in the Big Ten that you tried to play. Hey, we beat a Big Ten team. It was Indiana, but it's still a Big Ten team. They're a very good football program now. And then you look at back-to-back weeks here. It's Indiana and it's Notre Dame here. That's the crux of the argument if you think they can get that win total on the season, if you think they can win those. You know what I would feel better about also? If they were at home in at least one of those two games, which they are not. Now, when you're trying to put a good face on this program, you know, Desmond Ritter's coming back, and we talk about it time and time again. You look at the team totals. If you have a very good quarterback, that is half of the game before you even take the field for the season to start. It's a great program overall. They are the clear class of the AAC. But here's my issue coming into it. You know, UCF is a good football program as well. The one good thing they have on their mm-hmm. side, as I just said, they're going to play at Indiana, which is going to be tough, and at Notre Dame is going to be tough. But the UCF game is at home, and that could be a linchpin. But if I'm looking from a 12-game schedule, which last year they went 9-1, and they were a good football program. The only team they lost to, Georgia, by three points. But if we're looking to cash tickets, that means they can only lose one game. So that means with COVID is coming back in the season, Ritter needs to play at a high level. What happens if he gets hurt? Everything has to go right for them, for me, Kevin, to win 10 games, let alone 11. I'm going to leave this on the table. Very good football program, but maybe Mm -hmm. 10 is as good as it gets, and that's not enough to cash a ticket for me, Kevin. It's so interesting. We've seen this a couple of times, Donnie, when we've gone through some of these win totals where you look at the number and you go, that is just absolutely perfect. It just, No matter what, whether you bet the over or the under, they're going to hold your money and they're going to hand it right back to you, and this team will finish 10-2. and two. The one thing I would say is, I think 11-1, and one, I think 12-0, and 0, I think that's more likely than your 9-3, and three, your 8-4. and four. You go through this, like, as you mentioned, hosting UCF. Memphis, not on the regular season schedule either, right? They don't even have Houston on the regular season schedule. You like Just trying to get a sense of who these better teams are supposed to be. They have themselves a nice little set up here in conference. You would love, as you mentioned, for one of the either Indiana or Notre Dame games to be in your hometown. But they're favored at Indiana on the look-ahead lines. And they have a bye week before they go to Notre Dame here. So if I'm playing this, Donnie, I would be playing it to the over. And I will add this caveat right now. There are to make the playoff markets hopefully set to expand on the FanDuel Sportsbook because right now it is a one-team market just for UCLA. I cannot imagine that this is just going to be a one-team market just for UCLA. When you look at this schedule, Donnie, if they go 12-0, and do you think they have a chance to get into the college football playoff? Yes, I do. I absolutely do. If they go 12-0, and because also, Kevin, you're basing it off the year before as well. If you just have a one-off mm-hmm. season, ah, well, and they could never do that again. The fact that they showed their medal last year, went into the game, yes, they lost against Georgia, but were extremely competitive. That bodes well for 2021. So with that question in mind, I do think if they run the table, they're going to have extra ammunition to say, we deserve to be in this playoff game. 100%. I absolutely think they are live for the college football. Now, again, it has to be 12-0. It has to be. Because, it, look, Indiana's not going to be in the college football playoff. We're about to talk about Notre Dame. You lose either one of those games, people don't believe in you. Yeah. You lose to anybody else on your schedule, to, it's not going to be a loss that you can recover from. It's a big-time ask. It'll be interesting to see if we get those numbers. Let's talk about Notre Dame. 
Notre Dame's win total, eight and a half. Considerable when you think about that this was a team that was in the college football playoff last year. We've talked about Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, all of them. Double-digit win totals there. But a lot of turnover for the Irish, and I think that is the big reason why you are seeing this number at eight and a half. Donnie, take it or leave it in Notre Dame to get over that number. I'm going to take this here, and it surprises me a little bit because, again, you're talking about, you know, you lost a very good quarterback last year in Ian Book. You have some unknowns at that position. You're only returning two starters on the offensive side of the ball, but it's about the metal of the program here. It's about what Brian Kelly Kelly has established at Notre Dame. Do we think that the cupboard is just bare where there's no more athletes left because Ian Book left and they can't win again? Also take a look at the schedule that they have. To me, only one tough, true road game on the schedule that they're going to play, and it's basically tough because of the home field advantage and the excitement that's going to be in Blacksburg, Virginia, for the Virginia Tech game. Now, they do play Wisconsin, but that is a de facto you know, neutral site game, but Chicago is a Notre Dame town here. Is Wisconsin going to have a lot of people there that are going to be showing up? Absolutely. But when you talk about hometown teams, Chicago is basically adopted city for Notre Dame. At Florida State on the road, typically if we go back five, six years ago, whoa, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat Florida State down at Doe Campbell. That's not the case anymore. Florida State's team total is a five and a half. They are a shell of the former program that we used to know. That should be a win. I'm looking at them going into that Wisconsin game already with three wins on a neutral site that may be you have your quarterback playing well. But also keep in mind, you have some really good running backs coming back and some decent pass catchers. As the season moves forward, you know, you have North Carolina, which is a very good ACC program. But again, keep in mind, it's going to be fans back in the stands. That's going to be a packed house at Notre Dame and an intimidating presence to go in and win for a North Carolina program. All the way down the list, it makes sense. But I'm taking, Kevin, the over eight and a half. But this is a big leap of faith that Brian Kelly knows how to get this football program in command to win. They don't have to run the table. They don't have to go 12-0. They don't have to make the college football playoff, Kevin. We're talking about 9-3 and three here this year for Notre Dame. I still think that's doable. I'll take it. I'm so a little surprised. I thought I was going to have to put up a fight for the Irish this year. So happy to, <laughs> to hear what Donnie brought to the table. The one thing I will just say for now, and I know Donnie fits into this category, the whole join a conference thing. Let's not pretend for one second that this isn't way more difficult of a schedule than what Clemson is going to play this year. It's besides the point. The big talking point about Notre Dame is all of the turnover. And there is a lot, right? Change defensive coordinator. Change at the quarterback position. The offensive line is out. Defensive starters all over the field leaving this program. But the number is adjusted for that. You're not getting a 10 here. You're not getting a nine and a half here. You're getting eight and a half. And as Donnie said, when you go through this schedule, there are two important streaks to keep in mind. Brian Kelly at Notre Dame has won 32 consecutive games against unranked opponents and 24 straight home games. So when you look at this schedule, first of all, they absolutely 100%, if you're playing the under, must, must lose to Wisconsin. And then you're going to need, between Cincinnati, USC, and North Carolina, two out of those three teams will have to win at Notre Dame. With nobody is done now in 24 consecutive trips. That includes a Clemson Tiger team that came with DJU, who's a top five choice to win the Heisman this year. That is not, and by the way, if that happens, you're still going to need one of the Virginias to win the games. You're still going to need a Vatek or Virginia to come away with a win here. I don't see how this is not over an eight-and-a-half win. I think, Donnie, again, we've gone through the numbers, and I know people say, oh, of course, KW, uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, but you heard it from Donnie himself. Donnie, I am very surprised that that number is not closer to nine-and-a-half. Yeah, correct. And and I think everything, because people see the depth charts and what you lose there, but you have to remember, it's a big-time program. You reload, and all of a sudden, if you steal one of those games early, like the Wisconsin game, and you beat down Cincinnati, you're going to get that win total. It's not nine-and-three is an average year for Notre Dame football. They should get it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Again, the number is so far adjusted, it feels like. We come on back. A Major League Baseball board of peer review on a Friday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Gotta keep moving. Pack show here on a Friday. We move on over to Major League Baseball. Fun board to preview. I want to start in Queens. Mets, Dodgers. I'll actually catch myself at the Sunday night edition of this one. It's Tyler McGill. I still have no idea how Donnie and I bet this guy for an odds boost of like seven strikeouts in the first two <laughs> innings, but that's the sides the point. Urias takes the ball for the Dodgers in this one. L.A. as per favored on the road, minus 154 right now, Nani, with a total at eight and a half. Yeah, we'll see if the force field is on City Field tonight or are we allowed to actually bet team totals and overs in a game between the Mets and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Miko, he's not a bad pitcher, Kevin. Over the last 30 days, a 4.45 XFIP number. He's handling his business, struggles a little bit against lefties, but sometimes that's common with a right-handed pitcher. But we're talking about a 326 weighted on base average and an ISO power number of .205, so not bad. But to right-handed batters, Kevin, over the past month or so, 63 batters he's faced, 200 and, excuse me, a 219 weighted on base average and an an ISO power number of 115. The issue that we have each and every time when we look at these lineups, the Dodgers always profile well, even without having MVP Mookie Betts in the lineup, and even maybe if Justin, if uh, Turner returns tonight, which I think he's actually on the IL, I don't think he can. You look at two guys of an MVP caliber not in it, and you still have Trey Turner, Max Muncie, Will Smith, Corey Seager, Taylor, Bellinger, Pollock, and McKinney up and down that lineup. Sometimes it seems so simple to me. Urias is a very good pitcher, but what are we getting out of the lineup for the New York Mets? Did they wake up with their series with the Nationals where now they can all of a sudden hit? Because this is a step up in competition. Much like we saw the Philadelphia Phillies handling their business against the Nationals, the same thing comes to a rule to roost here. You need to play better against the upper-level competition. To me, it's still going to be Dodgers or nothing in this game. I don't know if I trust McGill. I don't know if I trust the offense. And you saw yesterday some bullpen troubles there for the Mets. The Dodgers are a better team. It's no longer where the Dodgers fly from the West Coast to the East Coast here. Got to get acclimated. They were just in Philadelphia for a set. Now they're moving up the turnpike here to New York City. I think it's going to be more or less of a, not a sweep for the series for the Dodgers. But I do believe they'll win the series. And that starts tonight. Here's my prediction. If the Dodgers do not win this series... They will finally drop off of minus money to win the NL West. The Giants have three more home games this weekend against Colorado, who somehow has a worse road record than the Diamondbacks. I mean, it's just impossible what this team has done outside, of course. They're 38-21 at home. If they just were respectable on the road, they'd have a legitimate chance at some playoff baseball. I really do believe that if they do not win this series against the Mets, that minus 140 number is finally going to be dropping. Down. It just has to at some point. They're four back. They're five back. In the, they're five back of the Giants. That's a good That's a good amount here. It's got to Do you think I'm wrong? Or you think it seems like you think it'll move as well? No, it, it should move now because the clock is running out per se. It's no longer. We have two full months, not even a month and a half. And then sooner or later after the series, well, we have roughly about a month left in the season is what it feels like. I agree with you in that time. Sooner or later, that line is going to move. It can't be, Kevin. There's five games left in the season, a four-game lead. And, oh, yeah, the Dodgers are still favored to win the division because they're going to win five and the Giants are going to lose four. That can't be the case anymore. Minus 110 on the Dodgers. 
to win, <laughs> to win the whole thing. Uh, what we also got is a big series between the Phillies and the Reds. We talked about a little bit in hour number one. This Padres lead on that second wild card spot. Is it vulnerable? I think it is a little bit vulnerable right now. It's only three and a half games. Only three in the loss column on this Cincinnati team. And they're going to Philly. And they've got a big task on their hands going up against Zach Wheeler, who again is now, I don't know if we told people this, the new favorite. I think we did actually to win the NL Cy Young. So it's a big time task here for the Reds. An eight and a half total. Donnie, this feels like one the Phillies have to have. Yeah, Bryce Harper moving up in the MVP odds. Zach Wheeler moving up in the Cy Young race. Coincides directly with the Philadelphia Phillies winning and being in first place in the division. We'll see if that continues tonight. Keep in mind also, yeah. sometimes we get some interesting, you know, outside effects of these games coming into it. Because when you just look at it, hey, Zach Wheeler's a great pitcher. But it's a very good lineup for the Reds he's going to face. But also keep in mind, Kevin, maybe the single hottest day of the year expected today for this ball game in Philadelphia. Heat index approaching 110 today. So we'll see if that plays into to it now again it's not an afternoon game it's a night game but it is going to be hot and humid tonight in a smaller ballpark but let's take a look at the options here zach wheeler over the last 30 days sensational as he's been for the most part of the year weighted on base averages zach wheeler is a right-handed pitcher to lefties kevin a 263 to righties a 260 iso power numbers both below the major league averages here so he is wonderful on the mound he's been a godsend for the philadelphia phillies but take a look at the lineup tonight of how they profile against right-handed pitchers being the reds here india 408 weighted on base percentage. Winker, 467. Votto, 558. Moustakis, 549. Farmer, 396. This is within the last 30 days. The majority of these batters, Kevin, 29 at-bats, 91 at-bats, 92 at-bats, 80 at-bats. So it's not as if they have like, you know, three or four at-bats that they face from a right-handed pitcher. That's going to factor in because you need Zach Wheeler, and he has given you those innings for the Philadelphia Phillies. This can't be one where they tested the bullpen yesterday and had to get a four-out save from Ian Kennedy. Archie Bradley had to be used. Mm -hmm. Just about all hands on deck to beat the Dodgers. So maybe a little bit of a tax bullpen if Zach Wheeler in this heat and humidity, Kevin, can't do his normal seven innings on the mound, you might be in a little bit of trouble. But take a look at Malley on the opposite side for the Cincinnati Reds. Over the last 30 days, Kevin, 67 batters he's faced from the right-hand side. Check this out. A 465 weighted on base average and an ISO power number of 379. Tonight in the lineup, Segura, Realmuto, McCutcheon, and Bohm. Now, the Phillies do have the ability to go with at least four left-handed batters in the lineup, which against Malley doesn't make that much sense. A 193 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number .078. If the analytics hold out, you'll put more right-handers in the lineup tonight, and this is one of those games where maybe you wait to see the starting lineups because the more righties, the better for the Philadelphia Phillies tonight, Kevin. And just interesting, too, with that Reds team total, which is a three-and-a-half, for a team like them getting a full nine innings, I could still see people being interested in that number, as you mentioned, when you consider the temperature at the ballpark there. And if Zach Wheeler is only able to go seven innings, you might give yourself a chance to try and take a number like that down. Continuing to move through this board here, I want to bring up the Angels and the Astros. Look, you know, it's so interesting to watch this Angels team. They're able to squeeze out a nice split against a piping hot Toronto squad. They welcome in the Astros. We're Trout, 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 Trout. Uh, Is this guy ever going to be coming back? We're not so sure. Probably not. But they say he will. We did see Shohei, though, Donnie. It felt like have a really nice series at the dish against Toronto. And it felt like it was a little bit quieter from our guy Shohei at the dish. Now, he's still doing phenomenal stuff on the mound. Is the clear runaway favorite for MVP. But what do you make of this one? You've got the Houston Astros as a road favorite at about minus 145 in the FanDuel Sportsbook with Zach Granke taking the ball. Yeah, as a team total backer, typically to the overs or an over for the game itself, this game doesn't profile all that well. And also keep in mind the anticipated lineup tonight here, Kevin, for the Los Angeles Angels does not include one MVP candidate, Shohei Otani, tonight. So with him out of the lineup, if he does get a night off, it doesn't look all that great. Against right-handed pitchers over the past 30 days here for the Angels, Looks like, you know, Stasi's got a 420 weighted on base average. Joe Adele's got a 456. And Mayfield's got a 337. Everybody else is below the major league minimum. But when you take a look at Zach Branke on the mound, a 4.30 XFIP, which is a little bit elevated. He's doing a very good job here versus left-handed batters, but right-handers, Kevin. Look at this over the past month. A 478 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number approaching five. That's through 49 batters. So if you can wake up from the right-hand side tonight, you might be able to get some runs off of Zach Branke. But as always goes into it, take a look at the opposite side. Sandoval, the lefty, has been great over the past month here, Kevin. A 3.83 XFIP number. But if you couple that, how about this? 
He is a right-handed, excuse me, a left-handed pitcher against lefties. He's faced 34 batters, Kevin. Look at this weighted on base percentage, a .149. To righties, a .309. So that's even below the threshold that you like to take a look at. But also, when you take a look at the Houston Astros lineup, it crushes right-handed pitchers, but does struggle with lefties. Over the past month of the season, only two guys, Kevin, in the lineup anticipated tonight. Jordano Alvarez and Diaz have elevated ISO power numbers. Everybody else on this roster is below average. So maybe taking a look at an under tonight between the Astros and the Angels. That'd be a good series to follow. I want to pivot here, actually, to the St. Louis and the Royals game. Now, I know that this one may not jump off to the page for some. As a lot of people have talked mm-hmm. about that easy schedule for the Cardinals. But there's something interesting about this one specifically. Because for the first time since May, the Cardinals will send Jack Flaherty out to the mound. Started off this season with eight wins in his first nine appearances. It looked like he could have a special season. Then he saw the White Sox and the Dodgers, and all of a sudden, then he was injured here. Donnie, what do you typically do when you have a pitcher like Jack Flaherty with that pedigree coming back after such a long layoff? Yeah, I I can't take that side per se because I'm pretty sure it's not like, hey, Jack, get out there and uh, you got to hunt. You know, if you go over 100 pitches, that's fine. He's probably going to be on a pitch count tonight, but you do get a boost. And I remember doing so many shows with you, Kevin, earlier in the season. Once Jack Flaherty went down, it's almost like the season ended. Like it was a funeral for the season Mm -hmm. for the Cardinals because they couldn't get it together after that happened. So maybe just seeing him back on the bump will improve it. But I have to say, when you take a look at at St. Louis for a season-long average here, if we look at the lineup anticipated tonight, keep in mind also it's an American League ballpark, it's a good hitter's ballpark, and you have full nine at-bats here. You have seven out of the nine guys in the lineup elevated ISO power numbers. Weighted on base averages look very good. It changes a little bit here, Kevin, over the past 30 days when you take a look at it. You know, you have Yadier Molina not batting that well, uh, Harrison Bader not batting that well from an ISO power number perspective, but everybody else is still elevated here. Mike Miner, the lefty will be on the mound, has a little bit of trouble also. Take a look from the right-handed batters that he's faced since he's a lefty, an ISO power number of 229. I think we're going to get some runs tonight from St. Louis. So forget about, Kevin, taking Jack Flaherty to win the game. Maybe just taking the Cardinals to hit at the plate tonight. I do want to mention, though, Flaherty's strikeout prop is 5.5, plus money to the over. He's gone over that number in 8 of 11 starts. But as Donnie mentioned, how long will he be out there? Should be a fun one to break down. We're talking NFL preseason football next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're back right here on the early line on Sports Grid. Once again, 
What do you got to do? You got to follow us on Twitter. You got to follow us at SportsGrid. You got to follow us at SportsGridTV. How else are you supposed to keep up with us here on the grid? Well, the answer is, of course, watch us 24-7. Get that winning edge. You got to bleed the winning edge. But, of course, just in case, if you're busy, you follow us at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. There you go. Simple as that. And like I said, they're, they're following back people left and right. Is that true? Don't ask me that. I don't know. Now, <laughs> NFL preseason football. Incredibly excited for this first half of all these games because what I've learned is the second half, all of these games can kick rocks. They're not fun. Although, I will say this, little interesting tidbit, 3-0 and second half overs in the three uh, NFL preseason games that we've seen thus far. Is it a trend? Is it a coincidence? We'll find out probably today with three more games on our plate and a full slate of weekend action. Here's where I want to jump off with this, though, very quickly, Donnie. We have heard a little bit more about some of these teams not wanting to play guys in the preseason. The Steelers, they're not going to play Big Ben. The Packers, they're not going to play Aaron Rodgers. Okay, cool, no problem. The Chargers come out and tell you that we're not playing Justin Herbert and a whole heap of players. They're playing the Rams, and Sean McVay simply just doesn't believe in preseason football. How do you feel about teams that not hold their quarterbacks, their starters out from the, the entirety of the preseason? I think it's quite ludicrous. I, I really do, because you need to get those game reps in. Because you could do as much as you want in practice. Hey, we had a great 7-0-7. We had a great 11-0-11 period where we tackled to the ground for a couple plays. It's not the same thing as being in your uniform, out on the field, getting the signals relayed in, and commanding the huddle and taking your snaps. And also keep in mind, you know, we just opened up in September where these guys that don't play it all in the preseason, now, okay, okay we're good. let's play 85 snaps in 100-degree temperatures, 90-degree temperatures, 80-degree temperatures that you're going to be seeing here in the month of September. It doesn't make sense. And also for a young quarterback here with a new coaching staff not being able to take snaps. Now, I would understand this, Kevin, if I said, hey, look, I'm not going to put Justin Herbert in the game here. Just talking about the, from the uh, – Chargers perspective because three of our five offensive linemen they're not going to play in this game and I'm not going to leave him vulnerable because my left tackle my right tackle who are very good in the regular season are not going to be in here and we don't want to risk that injury I fully understand but if you have a full go lineup where your offensive line is healthy at least one starting wide receiver and a starting running back that knows how to pick up a blitz if the other team does blitz what are we actually afraid of here Kevin you're so afraid that he's going to play a football game and get hurt. That could happen weeks 1 through 17 through the regular season. As long as your starters are active here, you're not going to say, hey, we're going to play Justin Herbert into the fourth quarter here with fourth-string linemen who aren't even going to make it out of training camp and play in the NFL ever again. If your starters are there, why are you not playing these young quarterbacks? Does Aaron Rodgers need No, Aaron Rodgers doesn't need it. But a young quarterback in the NFL can use every rep he needs in getting ready for the regular season. I don't buy it, and I don't like it, Kevin. I, I think the Herbert one really jumped out to me. Because, again, as you mentioned, a year two quarterback. Justin Herbert really has never played in front of fans before. Like, it's sure. just... I think you would get him a little bit of reps, right? A little bit of reps. That was surprising. And I think it shows that... The Bucks going, you know, it's going to continue to grow. And I, I always wonder, right? We've talked about it a lot. Bowl season has tr- changed a lot over the years. And we're at the point now where the bowls are becoming less and less relevant. while we're expanding the college football playoff. I just wonder if this goes to a point where the NFL preseason, they finally say, all right, fine, that's it. Or, and I know they've already started to trim it down where it's like, all right, fine, we'll do one game. We'll do one game. You play guys like a quarter, and then we'll just we'll get going here. I think that'll be interesting. But the Chargers are playing the Rams this week. I wouldn't say that's the most interesting game on the slate. I think some of those games would really be the ones where you have quarterback battles and rookie quarterbacks, and that's going to happen right away with the Chicago Bears and the Miami Dolphins. Now, this is a great game both sides of the plate. Because two is one of the more interesting quarterbacks, I think, coming into this season. And then you've got, of course, the Bears committing to Andy Dalton, despite somehow getting Justin Fields where they did in the draft. The Bears are three and a half point favorites. The total is 35 and a half here, Donnie. But I am super interested to watch both of these teams' quarterbacks. 
Yeah, 1 o'clock on a Saturday, so they'll get it off soon. Hopefully that is going to be one of those maybe NFL Network games that we can peer into because there is a lot of intrigue. You're talking about from a Miami you know, perspective here. You want to uh, – he's not going to play that long. We saw Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia last night who's played much less snaps in the NFL overall than Tua Tagovailoa did last year, and he got at least a series or two. You just want to see the sharpness out here from the Miami Dolphins, but also when you take a look at the Chicago point of view here, Andy Dalton was brought in to be the star. They basically promised, hey, look, if you sign with us, you're not even going to have competition over here. We're probably not going to draft a quarterback that's even going to be, you know, maybe second or third round, and he can learn behind you. But you're going to be our starting quarterback. That's why he signed. And there's Justin Fields sitting in their lap. They trade up and make the move and then still feel the need to tweet out stuff like QB1 in Andy Dalton. What happens in this game, which you know, Andy Dalton doesn't need reps in the preseason. He's been there, done that. But what happens if Justin Fields, who we are reading the tea leaves and having those joint practices with the Miami Dolphins, he's supposed to look sensational. What happens if he looks really good in week one of the preseason? Looks really good in week two and even gets some snaps in week three. That fan base and that front office is going to be under so much pressure, forcing their way to get Justin Fields into the lineup sooner or later. And it's the same de facto you know, prognosis I have for the New England Patriots. You're better off getting the younger kid in as soon as you can. But then again, there's a modicum of, hey, having respect. Like, hey, guys, I signed with you because you told me I was going to be the starter here and have a legitimate chance to start. And by week one, I didn't even start here. I don't know if I want to be here, which, hey, it is what it is in the NFL. He's still going to get paid, obviously. But the fact that he was supposed to be the starter is interesting. That game is fascinating from a perspective of, I want to see Justin Fields because he can put the pressure on everybody if he goes 9 of 10 and runs for 35 yards in the game, which isn't a lot. But boy, oh, boy. You're looking at those Bears fans like, we want him in game one. Here's the question I'll, I'll pose, right? Let's just say by some miracle the Bears landed Trevor Lawrence. Do you think they'd still entertain the Andy Dalton thing at all? Like, hey, listen, what do you want us to do? Uh, Trevor Lawrence, like, you're, sorry, you're beat, right? Because the thing is, and I know sometimes people, this is lost on people. I know Trevor Lawrence won the national championship as a freshman. I know that all happened. The reality is those two quarterbacks – Lawrence and Fields have moved in lockstep throughout their careers going back to the high school ranks. There were some high school recruiting services that told you Justin Fields was the better quarterback. Some told you Trevor Lawrence was the better quarterback. They played each other twice in the college football playoff. They split in the college football playoff. Again, I know Trevor Lawrence does have that national championship under his belt, no doubt about it. And I'm not saying I would have taken Fields over Trevor Lawrence. But I know that the Chicago Bears got themselves eight just a tremendous pick in Justin Fields. At least that's my belief. And just perhaps because somehow the pedigree of it all changed. I've got the fourth quarterback, and we promised Andy Dalton this, that, and the third. There isn't a person in Chicago that would even remotely give them one second of time to say, hey, listen, Andy Dalton's going to start over Trevor Lawrence. I'm not sure that's what they should be doing as it pertains to Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence is going to be going up against the Cleveland Browns this week, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite there. Total is 37 and a half. Of course, that is a big time game because we're waiting to see what Trevor Lawrence looks like. But also, the number two overall pick is action in action here. In Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones is the opposing quarterback. Apparently, he's not going to play. I saw a Daniel Jones clip the other day. I mean, I don't know who he was looking at, but it certainly was not the correct <laughs> team. Perhaps the someone asked me to explain this. I said, if he's not colorblind, I got nothing else for you. But Zach Wilson's an interesting one here, Don, about just how good he is going to be this season for this Jets team. Could it potentially be a long year for the Jets' young quarterback? It it certainly could. Walking into this one here, how excited are you to watch Zach Wilson toss it around a little bit? I love it. I mean, that's the part of the preseason that I like. I mean, forget about just watching your favorite team and seeing their rookies, but you want to see some of these superstar quarterbacks coming out of college and how they're going to perform. It's a big night for those guys because they're going to be under the microscope, even though in the in the long game, Kevin, it doesn't matter. Like, oh, man, Zach Wilson went 3 of 10 in his first performance here in the preseason. He's never going to be able to get back on the field again. Not the case, but you want to see the highlights. You want to see the talent, which is why they drafted these guys at a high position. And I do think they should be able to show out, and there's more in this game for the Jets overall than the Giants. As you see at the FanDuel Sportsbook opened up and it's a minus one and a half point favorite here and has swung over to a minus two for the New York Jets. Just seeing the young quarterbacks out here and there's no hiding them. There's no hey, he's going to get, you know, go out there with the second team. When you draft these kids one, two, three overall, they are your new franchise at this point and that one's going to be a fun one to watch overall. But I got to tell you, Kevin, Switching gears in the preseason, talking about another Saturday game. This one is so intriguing to me, and it has nothing to do with a rookie quarterback. 
It has nothing to do with how long a veteran quarterback is going to play. But the simple fact that we see odds across the board, minus ones, minus twos. Some might flip to a favorite. Some might go back the other way. But how about this one, Kevin? 7.30 p.m. at night on Saturday. Cincinnati and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is favored by six points over the Bengals. Now, when I look at this game for Tampa Bay itself, do they actually care what happens in the first game of the preseason? Is Tom Brady playing a half of football? Are any of the starters on Tampa Bay going to even participate? But looking from a Bengals perspective, you know, you're trying to get some good feelings back there for Joe Burrow, who came out of college and said, hey, it looks like he's going to be a real good one, blows his knee out, and the tea leaves from camp. Hey, it doesn't look like he's all the way back, and he's struggling a little bit. So I'm led to believe that Cincinnati, I don't want to say playing harder here, but six-point favorite here for the Bucks, just because I guess they won the Super Bowl, nobody's playing in this game. I thought that one popped right off of my screen saying, now wait a second here. I think the Bengals might play this as a Super Bowl game as opposed to Tampa Bay, Kevin. It's a good point. I mean, six is out right. What, are they playing their starters for the first quarter? That's what I mean. Uh, I don't know. What's going on here? Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, you want to talk about maybe get a POD coming down the table there on an NFL preseason week <laughs> one. Yeah, that's, just, play. that's outrageous. That, let's, sometimes they come across the table. Can I also tell you, too, on the Saturday slate, Packers-Texans yeah. is a good one. Jordan Love's going to be out there the whole time, and that's just going to be really interesting to see. And then here's the deal with the Texans. Like we're, we're trying to figure out what this whole thing's going to look like. We just know Watson's not going to be their quarterback. We've talked about win totals, and there are more win totals that are be coming on this show. And not just from Donnie and I. Down there in the pit, they're working on some stuff. And there's going to be a see. I know there's going to end up being a season-long battle between Donnie and our producer, Brian, on whether or not the Texans can win four football games. Yes. Well, we're going to find out a little bit about these teams when it comes to the preseason. But again, speaking of win totals, Donnie, Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time, Potentially, your week one starters are battling it out with Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger against the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, well, how much we're going to get? Ta- we're going to take out of this game because you are correct. They are going to be battling here. You saw yesterday, Robert Ursay comes out. We are not rushing back Carson Wentz by any means, and we love our two young mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Now, as I like to say, let me tell you something right now. And even though it's only week one in the preseason, and it shouldn't matter. If these two kids come out for the Indianapolis Colts and put on a show, and I mean not in a show where it's like, hey, they just went 19-20 and 20 combined, 274 yards and two scores. Like, they look like they don't belong in the National Football League. You might see Carson Wentz rehabbing in the middle of the stadium, showing the fans, trust me, I got you. Don't worry about these guys on the field right now. Look at my foot. I'm not wearing a boot. Check out this 50-yard pass I'm going to throw. We're good over here. So I'm interested to see because I'm actually a little bit rooting on that Hey, man, you see what the Colts did over there? Those two kids aren't ready to play whatsoever, so Wentz has to be back on the field. Or is it going to be booed by? Boy, Ellinger looked tremendous in that game. He could start week one. That's not going to be the case. I do think Wentz will be back, but it'll be fun to watch maybe the panic in the air for the Colts saying, hey, we can't go into this, this season with these two young kids. Sam Ellinger is a winner. Oh, I, I can't wait for the Sam Ellinger scramble 10-yard touch. I'm like, you know what? This guy wants to come back week three, man. We, we ain't so worried about this. We ain't so, this guy's the guy. It's tremendous stuff there. Three games in action today. Uh, Titans, Falcons, Bills, Lions, and Cowboys, Cardinals. Awesome stuff coming up. Ariel joins Donnie next year on Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. segment of the week here on the early line a fast moving and exciting week with myself and Donnie Wright and Kevin Rawls bringing the heat over the past two hours but it is time to hand it off to the morning after we welcome Ariel Epstein into the show it is it feels like a football Friday out here Ariel it does. It just woke up with a little bit of extra energy this morning. We had two football games on TV last night. And I have to say, being able to see a lot of the starters out there, especially for the New England Patriots, where you saw both of the potential starting quarterbacks for New England, it just made everything feel so much more real, Donnie. No, it certainly did last night. Mac Jones, Cam Newton heating up before the regular season. And again, we have three more games on the slate today. A full plethora of games on a Saturday, even one on Sunday at 1 o'clock as well. But last night, big doings in here in Major League Baseball. And I thought Major League Baseball was a big-time winner yesterday. Got a fantastic game in the field of dreams. You had a walk-off home run by the Chicago White Sox. A lot of home runs into the corn. Did you appreciate the game last night? Did you watch? And also. Did you win any money on the game yesterday? All three questions I can't believe you just asked me. One, yeah, of course I watched that game. Two, yeah, I made some money on the game. Three, I was so happy for Major League Baseball, Donnie. They finally got something right. This had... Major League Baseball success story all over it. It was not only an amazing game, not only did it attract so much viewership just because they absolutely crushed the opening. The game itself was one of the best baseball games I have ever watched. It was a back and forth of lead changes. It was home runs, the home runs into the cornfields, and yes, a walk-off also. It was so much fun, and luckily I made some money because I had the Yankees plus one and a half. Oh, there you go. And the clutch didn't mind seeing that home run go out of the ballpark. Now, also coming up here on the morning after with Ariel Epstein and Ben Stevens, we know it's Friday. They always save the best for last on Fridays. Guests galore, the best guests in the industry. What do you have coming up here on the show? Yeah, of course, and that includes you, Donnie. Donnie, coming up 9.40 a.m. Eastern time. It was pretty last minute, but I'm glad to have you on on a Friday. Fantastic stuff. Stay tuned. Three hours here on the Sports Grid Network of the morning after. We're out of here for the early line. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh. We'll see you on Monday. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.